2: Help your friends sleep in melanated peace, Girl, share the show and show us some love with a five-star rating and review. Happy Black History Month, girl. Good night, gang. All month long, we will be sharing Black History facts on our Facebook and Instagram stories. So tap in. Tonight, we'll be reading Blackberry, written by author Camille. To hear more about author Camille, check out BlackBerry Part 1, and don't forget to connect with her with all of her social media links in the episode description. The Alphabet Club, the place where alphas come to place bets and club. It's the ultimate play is paradise, featuring 26 exotic dancers named for each letter of the alphabet. Welcome to the stage, BlackBerry. She treats the pole like a long lost lover and she's more than satisfied with the results. The money is good and life is great. Is it any wonder that she's shocked to find her regular gold card is seeking more? But is she ready for that? And more importantly, is he? Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath and sleep in melanated peace. Stage 7 Two weeks go by and just as I'm about to give up on ever hearing from Kent again, he messages me through my social media account and invites me to lunch at Osaka Japanese Steakhouse. After all of Elijah's warnings about meeting up with clients outside the ABC, I was tempted to say no, but what could he do to me now that he couldn't have accomplished when I was in Little Rock naked on his exam table? I decided to go. The truth is, I wanted to see him away from my job and his. I'm curious. I wanna know what he's gonna say, and I feel like if I reject his offer, I'll always have unanswered questions and I'll always regret it. When I arrive at the restaurant, Kent is waiting for me outside the door. He looks good enough to lick in his bootcut jeans and dress shirt with the rolled up sleeves. I'm glad I decided to dress casual for our lunch date. I'm wearing ripped faded jeans, a cami top, and sandals. I left my hair down in a mass of puppy coils. Kent breaks into a big smile before I reach him, and as soon as I do, he pulls me into his arms and kisses me like a long lost lover. Holding his forehead against mine, he whispers, Hey. I melt against him and whisper back with a satisfied grin, Hey. I missed you. He pulls back and presses a kiss to my forehead and then hugs me with his face buried in my neck. I wrap my arms around him and rub his back. He feels so good. I missed you too. It sounds strange to finally admit it out loud, even to myself, but I see pleasure in his orbs at my truth when he pulls away and kisses me again. Hungry? He asks, his lips still against mine. Yes, I moan Pulling back to look at me, he laughs out loud And I tingle all over at the gorgeous sound Come on baby, let's eat I want to talk to you about something We spend the entire meal enjoying our food and each other's company I tell him about losing my parents when I was a kid and going into foster care He's sympathetic to the things I suffered without pitying me I'm surprised at how much I share with him I normally don't tell people the gory details of what I experienced in the system, but he's so attentive and hangs on to every word that comes out of my mouth like it's the most important thing he's ever heard. I feel good about sharing that part of my life with him. He in turn tells me a little about his life growing up and his family. I learn he's 38 years old, has been married twice, but has no children. He says school and then later work always got in the way of his relationships. Do you want children? I realize this is a loaded question to ask a man, but I feel like since he brought it up, it's worth discussing. I do. Kent takes a sip of his Coke and smiles at me. My first wife and I married right out of high school. We were young and stupid. Neither of us knew what we were doing. It's a good thing we didn't have children. They may not have survived us. We shared a laugh. My second wife was different We met in med school and it was just understood That we weren't ready She had goals and I did too After a few years Things between us just faded She had her friends and her life And I had mine So our divorce was amicable I see I nod in understanding I would He says staring at me Excuse me? You wanna know if I would get married again? I would. He takes my hand and weaves our fingers together. What about you? Do you think you would ever get married? I shrug. I guess to the right man. I don't really think with my current employment situation that would be an option though. I don't know too many men who would want a wife who is an exotic dancer. You'd be surprised. His eyes burn bright and I try not to read too much into that statement. Men say all kinds of things when their dicks are hard. He clears his throat. I wanted to invite you to come away with me. What? Surely I didn't hear him right. My line brother is getting married. He and his fiance are having a joint bachelor bachelorette celebration in Vegas in a couple of weeks. It's only from the weekend but I would like for you to take off the entire week and spend it with me out there. See some sights, eat some amazing food, just a getaway. I'm just staring at him. He wants me to spend a week with him in Vegas. I don't know. It's been a few months since he started giving me his gold card, but that was in a controlled environment with a time limit. I don't know that much about him outside of the ABC. I only know what he's told me. My heart says, go, go, go. But my head says I could be getting in over my head. I'm skeptical. Have you ever been to Vegas? No, but I've always wanted to go, I admit, despite my apprehension. There's a lot we could do together. I really enjoy your company and I want to spend some time with you, just us one-on-one away from everything and everybody get to know you better and see what happens between us i can book a two-bedroom suite so you can have your own space if that would make you more comfortable i think about it for a while and still can't come to any kind of decision i'm sorry i just don't know will you at least think about it i'll book the suite now and if you decide not to go i can always downsize He puts his other hand on our combined hands and makes soft circles on my skin. I know we haven't known each other very long and I don't want to do anything to make you uncomfortable, but there's something between us and I want to explore it. Bitch, what you mean you thinking about it? Nugget stops playing with her phone long enough to give me a shock look. Shit, if it was me, I'd be packing my shit right now. I shake my head. One of these days, that reckless behavior of yours is going to get you in trouble, Caramel warns. We're sitting in the rooftop lounge enjoying the sunset. The temperature has dropped some, making the Arkansas summer feel closer to fall. Caramel is a divorced mother of two daughters. She's a few years older than us and started stripping to make ends meet after she and her husband split up. She's really a private person and keeps to herself a lot. But when she does spend time with us, we enjoy her. She's the only dancer who lives primarily away from the ABC, so we don't see her very often. I can't really blame her. Although having our own floor and elevator makes it easier to do, this is still not a place I will want to raise my children. No, ma'am. I want to live while I have life, Nougat winks at her and Caramel rolls her eyes. What if he's only inviting me so he can have a showpiece? I asked a question that's been plaguing my mind since he mentioned the frat brother. I mean, it's a party, not the wedding. That's a valid point, Caramel agrees. No, it's not. A free trip is a damn free trip. Go eat, drink, and gamble with some of those funds he has, and if he wants to put you on his arm and parade you around to make the other members of his fraternity jealous, then be sure to get something out of it for yourself. And remember to smile for the camera. I can't help laughing at Nougat because I know she's serious. Are you going to tell EFG? Caramel touches on the topic I've been avoiding thinking about. I'm not worried about getting the time off. I know any one of the girls would take my sets and be happy to make the extra money, but I don't want to be deceptive. The Kelly brothers have been too good to me not to let them know that I'm considering seeing one of my clients outside of work. It's not necessarily forbidden, but it's not encouraged either. I can only imagine what Big E is gonna say, especially after he escorted me back to my room the last time I saw Kent. I probably need to. I cringe at the thought of that conversation. Why? nougat again. You don't have to tell them anything but the days that you'll be off, that's it. The what and the who you're doing is your business. Caramel just shakes her head as she gets to her feet. I'm going back downstairs and get ready for my set. I'll see you ladies later. She turns to look at me. Tell them. They should know. She passed me on the back. Bye, Nunu. She sings, smiling. After she leaves, Nougat looks over at me. Her ex-husband is giving her the blues. I heard he's trying to sue her for custody of their daughters again again already weren't they just in court like a couple of months ago yes girl that man and i use the term very loosely is a real piece of bad work i don't know how somebody as sweet as her even ended up with that fucker it's always the sweet ones that get the short end of the stick i get up you leaving yeah i'm gonna go see if i can catch up with EFG. Nougat can sense my hesitation, but she doesn't mention it. Instead, she gives me an encouraging smile. Stage eight. Tam isn't at her desk when I arrive at Felix's office. So I tap lightly on his door and wait to see if anybody is home. Come on, he calls from inside. When I enter, he and Gideon are sitting on the sofa with Chinese takeout boxes spread on the coffee table in front of them. Hey guys, I smile nervously at them. I have no idea what they're going to say. Both Nuga and Caramel are right. It's not their business, but that doesn't mean that it's not best to tell them. Hey Barry, they both return my smile, looking so similar it's eerie. Although Felix is older than Gideon, they share a lot of similarities. Felix normally dresses to impress in his tailored suits and expensive dress shoes and ties where Gideon is always in a polo shirt and khakis with loafers or sneakers, but they both have beautiful mocha skin tones, huge dimples, and bright, expressive brown eyes. Gideon wears his hair in long dreadlocks that hang to the middle of his back. He normally keeps them braided up, but they're pulled back today away from his face. He has a small mustache and a light dusting of a beard. Felix, on the other hand, has his head shaved bald with full beard. It's cut close to his face, but reaches up to his sideburns. They're both attractive men in their own way. Are you hungry? Gideon offers, motioning to their feast. There's plenty. No thanks, I'm good. Felix wipes his mouth and hands on a napkin. Did you need something? No, nothing important. I can come back later when you aren't busy. I turn to leave, but of course Felix stops me. Nonsense. He jumps up and drags one of the chairs from in front of his desk over to the table. Come sit down. I know you love wontons. Gideon grabs an unopened box and sits it near me and some chopsticks still in the paper. Water, soda, water please. He goes to the mini fridge at the wet bar and pulls out a bottle of Boss and brings it back with a glass of ice. I thank both of them and open the box of wontons. I pour myself some of the expensive water and nibble on a wonton. I had lunch with my regular gold card today. I glance up to catch the expression on their faces. Felix is watching me, but Gideon continues to eat. Neither of them look surprised. The doctor, Felix states more than ask and I nod. I saw he signed off on your physical. I cringe. I have forgotten that although we might have a no-names policy, all of the members of the ABC still have to give EFG their legal information. Yeah, I made an appointment with Dr. Joe Silva, and when I got there, I ended up seeing um, the gold card. Dr. Yelda, Felix offers, and I nod. The door opens and Elijah strolls in. He nods to us, grabs a chair, and brings it to the table over near me. Hey, Big E. I laugh when he grunts. He sits down and grabs a few of the containers of food. He starts shoveling it in without preamble. This man can eat, and he's using chopsticks. It's amazing to watch his large meaty hands maneuver them with ease. Barry was just telling us she had lunch with the good doctor today. Felix tells his older brother and gets a grunt. You guys don't seem surprised. I take a sip of my water. Felix smirks and Gideon chuckles, shaking his head. What am I missing? Years of experience. Felix sits back with his glass and lets out a deep breath. Kent has belonged to the ABC for a number of years. He didn't purchase a gold card membership until he saw you dance the first time so we aren't surprised to find out that he's pursuing you especially not after all the sessions he asked me to go to vegas with him i watch elijah closely as i break the news out of the three brothers his opinion matters the most to me and until right now i didn't realize how much i hear gideon chuckle again When I look over at him, his eyes are twinkling with mischief. What do you think about that, Eli? He winks at me. Elijah shrugs and my heart plummets. You don't think it's a good idea? My tone is dejected. Elijah cuts his eyes at me. No, I don't think it's a good idea, but I know you're still going. I bite my bottom lip. I wanna ask why not? but I don't dare. Kent is a good friend, Felix says, giving Elijah a glare. I know that he's an honorable man, and if I didn't think so, I would have stopped him from coming here long before he invited you away for a week. I raised an eyebrow. I didn't say how long. <laughs> Gideon cracks. You got him, Barry. So he talked to you? No he talks to Eli my head whips around he did grunt come on big E you have to tell me something give a girl a break Elijah smirks and chugs some water he puts down the bottle clasps his hands together and turns his face towards me you like him it's not really a question but I nod without hesitation anyway then he better do right by you. That's all he says, and it's all I need to hear. A huge smile takes over my face, and I relax for the first time since lunch. Stage nine. Las Vegas is nothing like any place I've ever experienced before. My brain is on overload from all the sights, sounds, smells, and even tastes. My senses are on high alert. I can feel the energy in the air that crackles all around me like a living thing. My head has been on a swivel and my eyes haven't stopped their constant moving since the plane broke through the clouds above McCarran International Airport. Kent flew us first class which was amazing on the six and a half hour flight. We spent a lot of time snuggled up talking and laughing as we enjoyed cocktails. He booked a late flight so that my first view of Sin City would be the amazing lights and they didn't disappoint. Our hotel can only be described as luxurious. I had only heard of the Bellagio Hotel and Casino until I stepped inside, but to experience it is a wonder. I try not to gape wide mouth at all the sights, but it's impossible to grasp the enormity of everything around me. Ken takes it all in stride, and he treats me as if I'm priceless. His hands are never far from me. Rubbing my shoulders as we wait for the bellhop to unload our bags from the limo we took from the airport. Holding my hand as we stand at the counter to check in. Wrapping his arms around me on the elevator. I feel so connected to him. It's made the entire experience that much better knowing that he's here with me and that he's taking care of everything. He made it clear on the plane that I wasn't paying for anything. The entire trip is his treat. We have a personal butler who takes our bags to our suite after we checked in and puts all of our things away so that we can start roaming. After the long flight, I'm bursting with energy and I don't want to waste a moment sitting in the room tonight. I drag Kent out on the street so that we can get a small taste of what's to come. We don't go far, just out to look at the water fountains and then back inside to explore the hotel. Kent laughs and smiles at my excitement as we walk hand in hand. It's only the prelude of a great week of entertainment. We spend our days taking in stage shows filled with sparkling costumes and awesome performances, concerts that have us dancing in our seats, touring some of the local sites, gambling, shopping and eating at a different restaurant for each meal. Our nights are spent locked in our rooms and in each other. The sex continues to burn hotter and hotter, but it's the snuggling afterwards that always does it for me. We lay in each other's arms and talk about any and everything, or cuddle and watch movies. It's been the most relaxing week that I've had in my life. By the time Friday comes and the groom and bride, Fitz and Shannon, arrive with the rest of their guests, I feel as if I've known Kim for years instead of months. He introduces me to his fraternity brothers and they tease him good naturedly about dating a young beautiful woman. Only a couple of them give me the creeps so I make it a point to stay close to him at all times unless I'm with the ladies. The bride welcomes me into her little circle but it's obvious to me from the beginning that I don't fit in with them at all. I manage to keep a smile plastered on my face though. I don't want to embarrass Kent in any way, and it's only a few more days until we leave. They have two events scheduled. Tonight, there's a rooftop party with dinner for the bride, and tomorrow night, we're going to the strip club for the groom. So, what did you tell him? A deep voice shouts. I enter the pool area where everyone is hanging out in the middle of one of David's jokes. He's full of them. And it. I got tired listening to him talk not long after he started this morning when he arrived. He's a big flirt and he's already got his eyes on two of the ladies who came with Shannon. Kent had been listening to David but looks up suddenly and sees me. Licking his lips, his eyes drift over my two-piece red string bikini. I have a sheer white wrap tied around my waist and white slide shoes. Son of a... David's joke ends the moment he sees me. My God. His mouth falls open and Kent elbows him in the ribs. I throw my hand up and cross over to where the ladies are gathered at the bar. So I told him, if you want me to cut the cake, you better make sure it's with Tiffany. Otherwise, I refuse to do it. The bride and her cronies throw their heads back and chortle. It's obvious they've had more than enough to drink but hey, it's a party. I take a seat at the end of the bar and push my sunglasses up on top of my head. What can I get for you, beautiful? The bartender is sex on a stick, warm fudge with deep brown eyes. He smiles at me and licks his lips, lips that were created to steal a woman's heart, mind, body, and soul, because I'm sure after one ride on his face, life will be over for her which is why he's working this particular area, I'm sure. The people here are absolutely beautiful. It's daunting. Mojito, please. May as well join in on all the fun. It takes a few drinks to deal with these bitches. Hey, baby. Kent comes up behind me, putting his hand on the back of my neck possessively. I lean back into him, looking up and offering him my mouth. He takes it, giving me a long, passionate kiss. Hey, I smile up at him. Let me get another round, he says to the bartender who sits my drink down in front of me. You good? Ken asks, and I nod. He gives me another kiss, this time on my neck and takes the drink back over to the guys. Oh my God. Shannon screams, leaving her friends to join me as I take a sip of my rum-flavored concoction. I love, love, love your suit. She's dressed in a hot pink two-piece that's smaller than mine. One wrong move or a held-in sneeze and her fake boobs are either going to spill out or explode. Thanks, I give her a polite smile. I love yours as well. She really does have the body for what she's wearing. Thank you, Shannon sits down next to me and leans over to whisper in a conspiratorial tone. Kent can't keep his eyes off you. He looked like he wanted to punch the bartender for staring at your breasts. I laugh. I doubt it. I can't imagine Kent punching anyone. She gives me a strange look and then says, okay, but you do know they call him brawler brawler I laugh shaking my head no he didn't tell me that looking over her shoulder I see all the guys are turned our way with hungry expressions Kent noticing me looking lifts his glass I shake my head at his antics and then blow him a kiss see what I mean I think the rest of his brothers are jealous all except for my man Fitzgerald of course she waves her hand down her frame and winks at me. I raise an eyebrow. I'm not sure when Miss Thane decided we were cool enough for this kind of conversation. Since she arrived, she's been surrounded by all her friends or with her man. Oh, don't look at me like that. That shit over there? She waves her glass in the direction of where the other ladies are sitting. That's for those fake ass hoes that need to be reminded of who I am. I'm from the south side of Chicago, girl. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time to meet the love of my life." The expression on her face tells me that no matter what air she feels she needs to put on for her friends, her love for Fitz is real. I'm happy for you, I say sincerely. It was obvious the moment that I saw them together that they were made for each other. And I'm happy for you, and Kent of course. Fitzgerald and I have been together for three years But we were all friends in college And I've never seen Kent this happy Never Her smile is genuine I wouldn't be surprised if we get back together later To celebrate your bachelorette party And trust me I will be looking for an invite She holds up her glass Let's toast I mimic her Returning her smile What are we toasting to? Well, love, of course. To love. We tap our glasses together and drink deep. Stage 10. The rooftop is set up like a wedding banquet, complete with flowers, servers, a live band, and a king table for the bride and groom. Fitz is wearing a boutonniere on the lapel of his dinner jacket, and Shannon is wearing a small white veil on the back of her head. Overhead, thousands of fairy lights twinkle against the night sky. It's beautiful and romantic. After a three-course dinner, Kent and I dance and laugh with the other guests. I'm having a great time. I even get to hang out some with Shannon, who is way more down-to-earth than I first gave her credit for. One thing is clear. She loves Kent like a brother, and she wants me to love him, too. She sings his praises. All of them. I think it's endearing to have someone in your corner rooting for you even when you don't realize they are. The night drags on and before long I'm searching for Kent. My feet hurt and I'm ready to go back to our rooms for some adult time alone. All this romance in the air coupled with the drinks I've been putting away today have me feeling super horny. There she is. I hear him behind me and turn around coming face to face with the reminder of the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. "'Jaslyn, I'd like for you to meet another one of my line brothers. "'This is Evan. "'Evan, this is my lady, Jaslyn.' "'I can't even rejoice at hearing Kent refer to me as his lady again. "'He's been doing it since we arrived, and I gush every time he says it. "'But now, my heart drops into my stomach, "'and I swallow the bile, threatening to rise up and choke me. "'How can this be happening?' How can he be here? Line brother? I never knew this man belonged to a fraternity. where did he come from? I feel like I've just entered a nightmare. The worst kind where you see everything clearly and you already know that no matter how much you scream, it's gonna go bad. Really, really bad. Jaslyn. Evan says my name like a dirty word and extends his hand. I can't move can't speak can't breathe i'm just standing here in the middle of the floor with kent's hand on the small of my back and evan out of all the devils in hell staring in my face have we met somewhere before you look really familiar he has the decency to drop his hand but his eyes remain on mine waiting to strike Careful, careful, careful. Jazzy? Kent pulls me closer, tucking me against his side. You're shaking. Baby, are you cold? Huh? What? I look up at Kent confused, and suddenly it hits me, and I gasp from the pain. I know that this is over. All of it. Every good thing we've experienced is ruined. All of the plans we talked about are now null and void. He's never going to want to see me again. He's going to hate me. What am I going to do? Tears sting my eyes and I snip. Are you okay? His eyebrows draw together as he turns me to face him and holds me against his chest. His hands on my hips are so familiar after this short time, but I know that soon enough I'll never feel them again. You don't look good. What's wrong? Say something. Say something. I take a step back, holding my hand up to my head and fight the dizziness. I'm okay. Maybe it's something I ate, I hurry to say. I'm going to the ladies' room. I'll be right back. I walk as fast as my legs will carry me without running and rush inside the closest bathroom. Closing the door to one of the stalls, I lean against it and take some deep breaths. I'm not sure how long I remain that way, staring at the ceiling and breathing slowly. I hear the door open and close a few times. Ladies coming in and out. Toilets flush. The sinks run. Paper towels are pulled, and there are drunken giggles. Finally, I realize that there's nothing to be done but face what's going to happen. I flush the toilet and leave the stall, going straight to the sink to wash my hands. Even though I didn't touch Evan, I still feel dirty, like my skin is covered in grit. Jazlyn, Jazlyn, Jazlyn. Looking up into the mirror in horror, I see him approaching me. So different, yet so familiar. He's still handsome, still built like a football player, and still sporting that one gold tooth in the front of his mouth. His dreads have started to gray and his mustache isn't as thick as it once was. Never thought I'd see you here, with Kent no less. He grins at me and looks down at my ass. Mm, Still fine as fuck. He comes closer and stands right behind me, too close to be polite. I finish washing my hands and move away from him quickly. What are you doing in here? This is the women's bathroom, but I guess it's okay for bitches too. That wiped the smile off his face. He sneers at me. And I came in here to make nice with you. To tell you that your secret was safe with me and that I wasn't going to rat you out to your little boyfriend. Why do you have to be such a bitch? My body language gives me away at the thought of him keeping his mouth shut. Oh, So you want me to be quiet? Is that it? He takes a step towards me and reaches out to push a curl off my face. It's gonna cost you. I snatch my face away when he attempts to caress my cheek. My eyes flash up to his. Cost me? The words taste terrible and I try not to choke and gag on them. Yeah, you remember what I like, right? I look away Or I could always call Kenton here And just tell him all about you I step back What's it gonna be? You don't have to do this I know my words don't matter to him I know he's gonna milk this for everything it's worth But I also know I can't trust him Meet me here outside the bathroom in an hour I shake my head You know I can't do that. You can and you will. If you want me to stay quiet. He smiles at me and winks. He tips his head toward the door. If I know old Kenny boy, he's standing outside waiting for you. Go on. We'll have all the time we need together a little later. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Sick of being
0: upsold at
2: gyms?